Welcome to episode 28 of the Pro Painted Podcast. Um, for those old school TVS listeners, um, this is pretty much feeling like the sauna cast episode because my God, have we got a heat wave in the UK? Um, so that's lovely. Um, obviously, I'm boiling. I'm on the south coast of England. It's probably one of the hottest places in the country. Uh, and I'm joined this episode by uh, Mr. Rob Ellis. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. Good afternoon. How is everybody? Wait for the listeners to respond. Yeah. And continue. Um, <laughs> um, obviously, it's as, as I said before, um, it's, I'm sure it's bitterly cold over in Wales. Uh, I'm sure you've yeah, not got any of this, this lovely weather. Um, so, yeah, it's a bit of a warm one. So, sorry if you can hear extra noises. Me, it's kind of seagull fucking around being twat season. Um, so you may well hear some of those dickhead seagulls outside. Um, we're not joined by um, Ian. We're we've basically given him a, a bit of a he's kind of like one of those kids at school where they got that note that says they can't do PE um we've basically given him one of those uh, he's moving house which he's, he's, he's more he's more like one of those guys who um they get a new girlfriend and you just don't fucking see him for about two years <laughs> they come back and they've got a weird haircut and they're wearing different clothes of probably never see the probably, yeah, probably never see the, the Batgirl t-shirt anymore Watched all the Bridget Jones yeah. movies. Yeah. <laughs> we love you, Ian. Um, back so, soon. Yeah. Uh, he's moving house, which is anyone who's been through that process. It's fucking horrific and depressing. And all, annoying. Yeah. So we're giving a bit of chill time. We've, we've asked him to come along for each episode, but I think it's, he's going to be out, out of the equation for a little while until he gets his... But it'll be great once he gets his internet up and running. I'm sure he'll get a massive hobby boner. Um, the summer will kind well, of... Well, he's, he's got his... Well, yeah, he's. Already, I mean, having chats to him off off air a couple of times, he's uh, he's got a dedicated gaming room that he's, he's sort of he's set aside in the house, and uh, he's got some ideas on. You know, he wants uh, like a permanent gaming table set up in there as well, and talking about cause he, he went and um, not to go too far into it, but he he purchased a little while ago that the the Forge World resin realm of battleboard. Say a little while ago, it was about three years ago. Wow. Um. Um. So he he wants to get that permanently sort of set up, and so I'm sure that once you know once he is settled back in, that he'll be uh, he'll be right back in the swing of things, which would be great because he's at the moment he's been a bit disjointed for him, but understandably so. As we said, it's uh, moving house is a, a pain. We've been we've been thinking about it, and I think every time we do think about it, the the idea of actually moving house and moving all that stuff just sort of you know, cripples us mentally and we, we, we think sod it, we like it where we are for another year or so, you know. So yeah. and by us um, yeah, so... listeners, he doesn't mean me and Rob. You know, we we, yeah. are, we are not looking at, you know, moving in together. Although that would be pretty sweet. We could do, oh wouldn't that be great if we could just like get like a massive house and like we just had like a wing each. So like me and yeah. Jen, like <laughs> Ian and his missus and like you and you and Kate and um and baby and Bella. Pro painted Pro painted palace. Well, that's what happens to all the like the, the like the YouTube influencers and and Twitch influencers and all that shit. I don't know if you know this, but like there's a, there's a thing yeah. where they just rent out these mansions and they all stay in them and they like they're on Twitch and they're doing like pool casts and stuff and they're just all like sharing this great big house. Yeah, so it's all from that fucking. It's still Mark Zuckerberg's fault, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Renting that house, um, you see it in the. There's a little bit of a nod to it in the if everyone's seen the the social network the movie about Facebook, but it all fucking 
it stems from a lot of land programming as well and stuff that the, the people did back in the sort of 80s and that they all like big these big sort of geek community sort of setups and that but yeah i digress yeah but come yeah, back here we're not doing that would be cool. <laughs> no, we're not doing that we're cool. we are pretty much other than we're in in country-wise we're geographically covering most of it um yeah maybe we can push in a little bit further north but probably a bit maybe. probably a bit harsh um <laughs> So yeah, so episode 28, it's just going to be us two. We do actually have quite a lot to cover, which is great. Um, obviously, you, uh, we'll talk about it in more detail shortly. You rocked up to the Open Day at uh, One in the World uh, last weekend, um, which yep. I've actually never been to one yet, and uh, mostly because my friends don't tell me when they go. <laughs> quick um but yeah i think at some point i would like to go so i'd be interested to see what your thoughts are whether it puts me off going or whether it encourages me to go to one um and whereas i've been doing shed loads of hobby and i've been cracking on with multiple different projects and armies and we've got some exciting bits and bobs to cover in that regard um and some upcoming events as well um, so yeah, I mean, is there anything before you kind of get onto focusing and talking about the open day event and what you were doing up in the lead to that? Has have you been up to anything else, kind of hobby wise? Any any plans that fall outside of your of your uh, weekends weekends adventures? Um, not really. I mean, uh, there's uh, I think a lot of it, a lot of what I can sort of talk about and thoughts I've had it's, it's quite weird. It's a bit of a chicken and egg situation. You sort of you go to these things and, and it and it, it, and it um, for our listeners that was a chicken, a chicken. Um, yeah, it, it kind of like it perhaps stirs latent and sort of latent is probably the wrong word, but like dormant kind latent of thoughts. No, no, nothing like that. Um, no, uh, but it. it, it you know, it stirs certain things and you think, oh, and it kind of reignites perhaps things that you've thought about in the past and, and bits and bobs. But yeah, n- nothing because of because what I've been doing over the last sort of fortnight or so kind of has been leading up to that and then sort of kicking on to the ever chosen competition that, that's next week or this this weekend coming. Um, oh, was it? The, I, oh, I didn't realise it was 27th. Oh, yeah. shit. I didn't realise it was that close. Yeah. Yeah. So, um there's a you know there's a few uh, bits and pieces that I want to cover off about that, but that kind of ties in nicely with what you know what I got up to last weekend. So I think um, you know, get all your all your bits and bobs out of the way, and we'll have a bit of a deep dive. And and, and thank you again to everyone. I know Matt was probably going to mention it, but thank you. We'll, we'll say thank you again later. But thanks to everyone with the, the quick responses on some of the questions and. You know, a good eighty percent of those do relate to stuff that I plan to talk about. So it'd be, um, you know, strap yourselves in, listeners and fans, um, because we're in for a hell of a ride. Because Rob is going to be—it's one of those. It's, I think the last one was the um, the wedding episode uh, that you mentioned. I can't remember the exact title, um, but I went on a bit of a tirade in that one, and I think another one's due. So I've got my I've got my case of beer here. I'm in my pants because it's so fucking hot. And, uh, yeah, like I said, strap yourselves in. And uh, another quick one, R.I.P. Rutger Hauer. Um, probably one of the best uh, sci-fi soliloquies um, that ever committed to celluloid in his uh, speech in, in Blade Runner. Very, very heartfelt. Uh, I remember it being a, a big thing. It's one of the last movies that my me and my dad uh, watched together before 
um, he split up with my mum and uh, I remember it being a very tough time around that and uh, holds a very special place in my heart, that movie. So uh, rest in peace. Yeah, so crack on, um, watch, listen, watch, watch and listen to Gunship's Maximum Black, which is an homage to, to, to that movie uh, with yeah. a beer, pour a little bit away for the, for the fallen yeah. bro. But yeah, yeah, interesting shout out, but I, I, I like it. I like it. Thank you. Um, so yeah, I mean, my hobby has been um, excessive. I think I think is the answer uh, that nobody. The answer to the question that nobody fucking asked. Um, I mean, I've cracked. I don't know if you've. you've sorry, seen... how, how have you? What have you been up to? No, sorry, the... <laughs> fucking worry. Um, but this, I did it last year, and I've done it this year. I've been kind of keeping a painting log of what I've been working on. Um, with the goal of doing 360 models for the year, because it's 360 days in a year. Uh, no, 365. Is it 365 days in a year? Yeah. yeah it's not 360, because that's just a fucking circle. Um, so, so far, I'm at 480. So, fucking hell. Yeah. It's, um, fucking hell, Matthew. Yeah, it's a lot. I'm uh, only just halfway through. I've realised yeah. how many... How many painted armies I've got at the moment, which I'm, which I'm slowly, slowly shifting. Um, so the first thing is that the contrast feck army is on hold. Um, I need kind of a little bit of encouragement to finish that off. I was enjoying it, and you know, I, I got some good feedback, but I think there was, it felt a little bit like there was some early negativity around contrast, and I couldn't quite get, couldn't quite get the momentum I wanted, kind of the interest, and stuff didn't arrive for doggers. Was it Dogger's invitational event? So I kind of I kind of lost interest in it. But when I think about it, I've still painted twenty ghouls, courtier, ghoul king on zombie dragon, arch regent, three crypt horrors, converted vargulf. It's quite a lot done. That's kind of sat on a shelf at the moment. I was going to say, I was just going to say that's. Uh, well, that's, that, that I'd be I'd be proud of that if I'd done that in a year. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's not done to any particularly great standard, but I think what I'm going to do is dial back the fact it's a contrast army. Um, going to still use contrast as the main, the, like doing the fades with the black yeah. black bodies and the white fade. I think it works well, um, but kind of add highlights to it, kind of just make it look a little bit more polished. Um, but what I have done, can I uh, just touch on that because it 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 um you know it doesn't really tie into anything else that I was going to talk about, so it seems like a good time to just briefly talk about it. Um, do you think that, uh, obviously, uh, and, and again, listeners, sorry to, not, it's not a word of the day thing or anything, but, um, like, Zeitgeist can play both ways, can't it? It can, it can, um, I don't know if there's, if, if Zeitgeist is a, is a, has positive connotations in its, uh, in, 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 in its meaning and there's perhaps a negative version of it but certainly it seems that when something like that comes out you very much ride the wave of you know or you know that's coming out that gives me a, a good reason to do x y and z but then when there's like a bit of a you know perhaps whether it's tied to an experience or feedback or just community reaction overall do you feel that it might just deaden your you sort of drive to, to do something like that. Do you find you think that was, you know, that Absolutely. was kind of what happened? Yeah, no, totally agree. I yeah. mean, mo- motivation is inherently that, isn't it? It's, it's, it's yeah. for, it's forward momentum to complete something. And when obstacles appear or are created, it 
it ultimately stops your momentum and you lose your motivation. Um, I think yeah. we're certainly in, you know, where our hobby that we're in, that we enjoy, isn't stagnant either. You know, you're, you, you can't choose a point and go, I'm going to do this. Um, you know, as part of that motivation is constantly fighting off, <laughs> fighting off other interesting things going on. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it, in the past I've had it, I mean, it, it is a funny thing. And part of you, part of what you're doing something for in that regard is you, you're not really overly doing it for yourself. So the contrast spec army, I wanted a fec army. Um, You've always done that for colors. You remember, yeah, sort of go back on it, but we, we both thought, we both sort of thought really highly of that. Um, that plague bearer scheme, didn't we? That we saw at Face Hammer that one time, and it's yeah, and it seems sort of draw inspiration from that a little bit, you know. Well, as soon as I got the fact book, I mean, I actually saw a photo before I got the fact book, I saw photos of that scheme because it, yeah. weirdly it was in the leaked photos. Um, and I was like, that oh, looks brilliant, I love it, that, that's what I want to do, I'll do that at some point. And then when the contrast paints came out, it was like, oh, okay, this is a really good way of of achieving this. Um, so for those who, who, who may not remember, as I said, it's it's um, two coats of, um, of uh, black templar black over the skin um, and then kind of faded out to apothecary white on the chest. So it's, it's very straightforward to do uh, and it looks great with the contrast paint. But um, where the other elements that also use contrast paints to to paint those as well, like the, the, I just lost momentum. It was it had a goal which it failed at, which which is really tough. Um but I've had other things in the past. So, for example, when the, the last version of 40K came out with the Dark Imperium box set, I really wanted to paint up the Primaris like, as fast as possible in my Blood Angel scheme. You know, I really, really wanted to get them on the table and get them done. Um, but actually, it was the the fact so many people got demo copies of it before it came out and people were painting up models and painting up units and putting them out it kind of it puts you off because you're a bit like oh if i paint this up there's kind of no there's no it's not special anymore like everyone's already seen it so what why should i bother and that's and that's those projects where like i said you're not being you're being truthful you're not entirely doing it for yourself you're doing it for that kind of it being something a bit special something that people want to see but you kind of become part of the background noise with it, which is kind of the same contrast paints into, to a lesser degree as well. Um, Do you think there's something that, that can be, it, it has, um, it can draw, you can draw similar parallels in um, other sort of creative mediums. So, you know, it's like, you've got this really great idea for an album and then like two or three people release a similar sort of thing like beforehand you're like oh, fuck do you know what I mean it's, it's not it's not like um, you know it's not necessarily a, well you know like an attention seeking thing it's more of a you know uh, I guess what's the word I'm trying to say like the you know you're inputting something into the community aren't you and you know you want something something to be new and fresh yeah, but it's uh, you know it's, it's, it's a bit of recognition it's you know it's being it's something it's creating something a bit special um which yeah. is even with army builds and things you, you know you, you get that those people who so chris with phoenix temple for example chris chris tomlin the formerly of the back yeah. rocks out a, a nicely painted phoenix temple army and no one else has been using it um of note um i'm not saying that it hasn't been used but painting an army to that standard using it consistently event after event um and performing well with it is is great it it makes it your own thing um yeah. you know back in the day it was great for me with with mixed Same with chaos. Conversions as well and stuff isn't it i guess yeah it, it's nice to Same have sort of something principle. that's attributed to you you know um yeah yeah 
uh, you know that that's something that's almost like a unique identifier because i mean obviously you get the other side of it where you get the whole net list side of things and talking about army lists where you go right c- copying you know copy this list this is what i'm going to use um but at the same time there's there's always this draw and that's why you still see these zany kind of out there their lists or armies or, or concepts um and actually it's it's things like my my, my gadgets and goblins you know I, i've got a 1500 point army done because i did it for raw last year um but um i kind of lost my motiva- motivation with it because other people um did the same thing and in my eyes to, to a much lesser extent um and got the recognition for it which was a bit like oh, i've been working on this for, <laughs> working on this for a while it kind of doesn't become your thing and then i know it would kind of bug me slightly if i if i take my cadets and to an event someone goes oh did you get the idea of that guy and i'm like no like n- not even not even close like a my yeah. army was done way before it b have you seen that guy's stuff it's not even it's he's just a goblin head some models yeah that's kind of like you know it's it's one of those things we we, we like to be unique especially when we put a lot of effort i mean this hobby takes an awful lot of time um so it's nice to think that you're doing something different um so yeah, yeah it's you know it is what it is um sorry, sorry to have gone off on that massive tangent but i thought it was, it's, it's quite an, it's quite an interesting uh it's, sort of thread to pick out a little bit, you know. Yeah, and it's one of the reasons why I want to do Zinch again because everyone's got loads of interest in Zinch. I've picked up the what I need for my army, and it's sat on the shelf ready to be painted because I loved using six Skyfires, six Enlightens, and the army itself. But found the new changes to how the horrors work, found it really janky, and it's just really there's lots of admin, loads of counting, just just it's just janky mechanics but I'm kind of drawn to doing the army again. Um, and it is yeah. one of those things where everyone's like, oh, suddenly everyone's talking about Zinch. You're a bit like, oh, I want to get my army back out again, but sold it. So if I want to do it again, then I have to do a new one. Um, so what I have done recently, which which is actually really nice as a project, is we had a team event. So Curtain Games put on um, their second team event uh, a couple of weekends ago. Um, so it was the return of the Mega Bros. So that was myself, Chris Tomlin, Aaron Bailey, uh, Matt Clark standing in, or, well, not standing in, becoming a member of the Mega Bros, because unfortunately uh, Wayne wasn't able to wasn't able to turn up. Um, well, he's just had his he's just had his just had his baby, he's just had his son William. So you know, congrats to you, mate. Um, kind of a legitimate reason not to come to the uh, tournament, I suppose. Um, so we went as the Mega Bros, and it's it's a really nice thing to do, like as as a group and actually from a hobby perspective. So the army that I took wasn't was not there for winning painting awards or anything at all. But it was really nice to be able to give, to be able to do something slightly different. So I took a, uh, I took a Stormcast army, which I've been toying around with for a while. So I actually played a chap by the name of JR. I played a very similar list at the last team event. I was like, oh wow, okay, really like this. And it's very much a team event list. And, and what I mean by that is that your your captain will go right. It's a smash army. Let's put it in matchups where it will smash people. So I took a shooting-based Stormcast army. Um, so key proponents of that was I had a Venator painted. So I took a, took a Venator. The rest are painted up. So nine uh, Vanguard Raptors with the with the long strikes. Three of the uh, uh, Celestar Blisters. A couple of Judicators. A couple of characters. And had an absolute blast with it. And the army itself is literally sprayed gold, washed Reichland dry brushed with liberator and then um a little bit of silver 
and then base coated the details, washed them. That's it. Job done. Done a slightly different, uh, did like a, a very kind of emeraldy green base with some similar coloured tufts. And it's, it was loads of fun. So it was nice just to paint that up in a couple of weeks, get that on the table and um, absolutely destroy my opponents. It was probably the most fun I've had playing AOS for quite a, quite a while as I deleted <laughs> my opponents. Um, Do you find, I mean, with the... Um... Obviously, you've done a couple of Stormcast armies now. Uh, you know, obviously, approaching it from, you know, you wanted to get it for as a sort of air, air quotes as a as a gaming army rather than a, a strictly a painting project. Um, I guess you know there's a question that kind of relates to that in in the listener questions. But how did you find your sort of second? Is it your second Stormcast army now, or is it um... your third? Yeah, technically my second. I'm trying to think if I did another one. Yeah. Well, I've, so done, how did you find... I've done quite a lot. Sorry. I've done some others before, which I've sold. So, th- yeah. yeah, yeah, this would be my I second. Mean, I mean, do you find it's just like, obviously you mentioned it, a lot a lot more simpler technique than obviously you use for your, your size of the Emperor um, sort of uh, themed ones that you did last time. But, you know, as far as just approaching the army, do you, do you pretty much autopilot it as far as what you wanted to do and the results you wanted to get, or did you put any sort of extra sort of flourishes into it? No, it's fairly straightforward, purely because it's the Hammers of Sigmar colour scheme, so yeah. it's, it, it's yeah. nice to execute. There's no tricky colours in there. Um, one thing I'm a big proponent of, and it's something I have been talking to about other people in regards to this idea of painting something up for a tournament, um, I'm very much one of those people, and I genuinely feel in the minority nowadays. So w- take away the, the idea of a concept or a theme theme army so something like my deep kind of put them to the side when we're talking about painting an army that you want to use for an event or 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 whatever in my head if i'm painting an army that means the details are painted does that make sense so my my all my models in my stormcast army are all painted so all the details are painted all the cloth's done everything's picked out you know all the all even down to the little trinkets and stuff it's not very well painted but it is all picked out and washed and certain bits are highlighted but there seems to be and i don't know if you notice as well there seems to be this approach that you don't need to do that anymore you can paint an army to a base but stuff can just just don't bother painting it which i find I couldn't put a bottle down like that. I couldn't, even if it was just it a base coat and a wash. I mean, a, it, it's, I'm really so interested like, say to that as well. I, I find it bizarre. I, I'm noticing more and more that there's armies where these just parts of the models just aren't just flatter, not painted. Um, and it's almost, and for me, this is where it gets rolled into the negative uh, with things like the contrast themed armies and everything because obviously that that is similar you're not you're not painting parts of the model to get an overall effect across and it's kind of used as a defense kind of well this is this is what i'm doing here um and i don't know if other people do do other people go into tournaments particularly i'm talking about the tournament scene are, are people seeing this because we're even seeing it within our within our group um but yeah i'm very much one of those where Generally speaking, a model's painted where you painted all the detail and moved on. But I've seen Stormcast armies where you know the main body's done, the painted the skin um, if it's exposed, kind of done the shoulder pads, done the cloth, but then all the other details just don't. They just leave them, you know, just leave them gold. Um, I couldn't even tell you. Well, like blades and stuff and handles. No, not blades, just the detail on the model. You know, right. you know, like uh, um, 
just simple things like the leather straps and stuff around the waists and the different yeah. iconography. And I mean, Blood Reavers is a key one for it. The amount of Blood Reavers I see that they're in corn armies and they could be some very nicely painted corn armies as well but the blood reavers just all of it all the skins just painted a skin where they've got piercings they've got bits of metal sticking in them and they've got manacles and just it's just it's strange for me to see because i think you're either trying to get across a, a, a concept a theme or you're painting models for the board and when that's not done it's 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 it feels a bit weird but um but painting up an army like that to get back onto topic, painting up an army like that for kind of, I find it really. I've just found it. There's something about just painting a good tabletop standard army that's quite freeing, you know. And then at the same time, what I find is when I've done that, I'm like, oh, I really want to sit down and paint something properly again. Um, so obviously, I've done that with my. I did that with my my raw. What will be my raw army? So the Iron Horde, which I will be fully revealing at Raw in October this year um that is bubbling along in the background um people may have seen on twitter that i got it all kind of built assembled painted based um ready for the dogger uh, invitation event earlier this year um so now it's a case of because it's only 1500 points for the event kind of upscaling the models in that army to bring them all up to the, the highest standard that i want because i very much want it to be a very striking um you know well-painted army um big plans for the display boards um, so I've got the idea of because it, it's all Warcraft themed. I don't know if you're you're probably aware, Rob, but do you know about the Dark Portal? Have you seen the movie? No. No. So Dark Portal is literally that. It's like a massive realm gate, but it's got like, this swirly kind of magic effect in the middle. So what I'm going to try and do is pick up two of those. You can get you know you can get the photo frames that flick photos. You get ones yeah. that do video as well. So I want to get two of them back to back as being like the main part of the frame. Build the Dark Portal around that. Have it like the staging area at the front and they're all going through the portal so nice. that's my kind of current current project um really for aos i mean i've finished my daughter's cane army now again it's another tabletop standard army but that's that's done um or what i will quickly say is on the stormcast i did i had a unit of 10 skinks um which i've never really enjoyed painting a bit of bit dicky models um because of all the little bits of jewelry and stuff um and actually i painted them back in the day before we had the new golds so that was a ball ache um i used the new ethermatic blue um over a uh gray sear base coat and really liked it it's, it's one of those thinner contrast paints um it did have quite a lot of pooling but it's a really nice color so i definitely recommend the ethermatic blue i was well impressed with them on the skinks um didn't bother doing anything else again it's just tabletop tabletop standard so it's great for for contrast paints um and i also did some um I did some warlocks um, and used it for the horse flesh because that's something I really don't like painting. So contrast paints are really good for those as well. And um, it's been great seeing Paul Buckler has been working on his Wildwoods for his Sylvaneth. Uh, he's been using contrast paints on those, so kind of using a mix of the different greens and using the browns and stuff. And th those have come together really well, really quickly. So, yeah, it's great to see that um, you know contrast paints definitely have their use. Yeah, 100%. And uh, I mean, I did. We had talking about events. We had Boss Fest um, two yeah. weekends ago, um, which was again a fantastic time. So Boss Fest is kind of like one of those hidden gem events because um, it's a bit unusual. So our friend Scott, who's the self-nicknamed Wanker, the Boss, um, who owns the local store Boss Minis, 
he puts on he basically he's got a glade in the middle of the woods where he invites his mates for a weekend of camping and gaming um and we go every year because pair of us you know we don't mind camping we love it um i had another absolute blast um i got really annoyed with some nerdy D kids and shouted at those told them to fuck off um <laughs> These the ones doing the D&D in the woods? Yes, the same ones. Um, <laughs> like, don't get me wrong, no, no issue with D&D and stuff, but if any of you... Nice bit of inclusivity there. Um, inclusivity's not a good thing, FYI. <laughs> um, <laughs> hashtag me first. Um, <laughs> c- 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 cyberpunk fans might w- will get that reference. Um, but yeah, no, it was just, it's just screechy kids. It, it, was, it was very annoying. Um Anyway, but yeah, Boss uh, boss Best, I would heartily recommend it. I really, really want you and Ian to get down next year. Really, really do. Like, I was looking back at previous year's photos. I was like, we need need the need the Rob and we need the LS. The OG, the OG crew. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. So make a bit of push on it next year. I'm going to do a little bit, slightly more organised. I'm going to do like a AOS knockout event for a, for a bit of a laugh. Um on the on the saturday but yeah drinking gaming doing whatever you want in a field so i've this year was the first year that i had kingdom death all fully painted done it in the sin city style so you know the, the gray dry brush and the and, and the blood and also three 3d printed all the terrain for it which was awesome so i had a blast with that but the big thing for boss fest this year was that i finished my endor board for star wars legion um so i 3d printed all the trees 3d printed the bunker kind of set that into a kind of a kind of a cliff and they've just released some new terrain of like a, a destroyed atst and stuff so oh that was like i was so the buzz like it looks really good i mean other, I I, I, it's been well documented my distaste in the in the recent turn that the the star wars franchise has taken although rogue one is probably one of my favorite star wars movies um yeah, from the pics that you shared on our little WhatsApp chat, that looked amazing. Yeah, it was it was great, and like I, I, I definitely recommend to the fans to play Legion. It's the perfect kind of chill. Have a couple of beers. Um, you don't have to play that often. The rules are nice and nice and straightforward, but deep as well. And um, the thing that's really cool about talking about Star Wars is, like you say, there's a lot of like current drama with the star wars universe um but legion's firmly rooted in kind of the past like the old sagas so as an example one of the new releases they've just announced is they're doing like vader as kind of as the emperor's tool rather than as a general which is quite cool so he's got a different role and then they've got luke as a fully trained jedi so got him from return of the jedi so it's awesome that they've got different versions of the characters doing different things so that's quite cool anyway we're we're not a legion podcast but do love legion um yes doing an endor board like that was great but also means all i can do i can take out certain elements and i've got an aos forest board (laughs) like straight away straight away really really pleased so that was my big project actually was the endor board um so yeah that kind of that that kind of fills up what i've been doing for the hobby recently um we i actually went to a aos one day tournament um at bagger holding which is a store in bournemouth last weekend run by andy talbot and um assisted by um gary hennessy um of the age of sigra podcast and i can't say who yeah you aren't a thing at the moment but they're becoming something else but that was ace it was so <laughs> it was so hot, together so it was human centipede. 
Um, but I took the deep into that, which I loved. Like, I, I, like I know it's a, I know it's a concept army, and I did it for the reason. And people still get funny about it. Like people, I've, I've still had people saying, "Oh, another one of those grey armies." Um, but it, I, I love, I love it visually. I genuinely love using it. I don't see it as a concept like unpainted army at all. Um, I see it as my army. I love it to pieces, and it did me really well, winning all three games. I think I even got a painting nomination, which was which, which was not not a nomination, a painting vote, which which was nice. So thank you, whoever that was. Um, so it was really good to blast out the Deepkin, and I've got a massive buzz back for the Deepkin at the moment. General's handbook changes have been fantastic, so I think I've got eggs and blackout coming up, and I'm going to take it to both of those without a question of a doubt um then raw will be, will be my iron horde so that's kind of all my hobbies there's an awful nice. lot going on um i've still got, got it in my armies head. in there mate christ yeah yeah do you think you um what, what do you think the plans are for your uh temple of set themed doors of cain army are uh, you gonna play them at all or you, you they'll be of... moving off to the um give me money for them thing um i'm gonna be selling i'm gonna be selling the daughters like ebay <laughs> yeah yeah um basically give me money for things yeah i'm selling eBay. my i'm selling my shooty um stormcast army at the moment um then when that's gone i'm going to i'm going to sell on my daughters as well um they're a great army i really enjoy them they're different um from the kind of the net lists um you still make a very strong list with it and they still do very well um, but I'm just, I, like I said, the, the deep kind of completely got my attention at the moment. And for my kind of fun, kind of more lighthearted army, um, that's what the um, Iron Horde are there for, which is even more exciting because we will get into it in a minute. But the big reveal at Warhammer World about the new book. So, da, 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 da. yeah, so the idea of uh, bringing those, the, the, you know, this, this new. Well, we've just had Iron Jaws stuff, but bringing Iron Jaws and Bone Splitters together is, is ace. So it gives me a lot to work with there. Um, so they're, they're super exciting. So projects for the moment are... Cadets are still back in my mind. I did toy with finishing them up for Blackout. Um, but it's just because the points changes. I've basically got to paint... And it sounds stupid, but I've got to paint more models. And I'm not the kind of person that can rock up to an event like 120 points down. Um, and also don't want to rush it. I was, I've got some ideas, so I definitely don't want to rush it. Um... But yeah, now it's working on the working on the Iron Horde. Got forty k tournament this weekend, um, but I've got a whole painted Blood Angels army for that, so that's no hassle. Thanks for some of those donations, Rob. By the way, um, some of those painted models are yours. Or were? Yeah, no, no, yeah, lovely. Yeah, yeah. The, the, a lot of my stuff seems to be filtering its way through to you guys, and Aaron's doing a, a decent job with this, the space walls that he's had. So yeah, it's, uh, it's good Chris, to see. Chris, get any of your towel? Um, no, he didn't. He's, do you know what? Right? I'm gonna. I, I don't know if he listens to these episodes. He does. But um, God forbid, you, anyone out there ever finds themselves trying to sell something to Chris Tomlin because he's the most stingy, amenaring. <laughs> I feel sorry for you know. That's probably why he doesn't own a car. Is he could probably drive right, and he, he's got a full license. He's really good driver, but he just. No one's going to sell him a car because no car's fucking good enough for him for the price he wants to pay. Um, wow. I'm, I'm only joking, Chris. I love you really. It was a, it was a bit of an, a bit of an in joke there, but um, yeah, no, he's a, he's a good lad. I I, we, I I did try and I have managed to sell through uh, quite a lot of my stuff now, so it's really kind of um, cleansed the palate, as it were, and, and, and I feel a lot less bad because I haven't got as much. 
obvious stuff knocking about, but it's it's quite therapeutic in some ways. It is. No, no, you, you I th- I, honestly, I think you're entirely right. Like, not only from just kind of clearing out the hobby perspective, it is no one, no, genuinely, really, nobody wants just piles of stuff. You keep looking at it going, I'll do that one day. But you do start getting a bit, you hassle yourself about it, you know, oh, you're supposed to do that, you're supposed to do this, you're supposed to, do, you're supposed to paint these models, you bought these, blah, It becomes blah, blah, blah. a chore, doesn't it? Do you know what I mean? Like... It does. I mean, and, and I think it's the same with armies. Like, so, I, I found it really interesting last weekend thinking about what army I could take because I I did because I've got multiple armies so I could take my Iron Jaws I can take my Deepkin I can take my Daughters I can take my Shooty Stormcast I found it really hard to kind of not not get a buzz for the event but be really g'd about using an army because I couldn't decide what I wanted to use I like too many options is is a bad thing so I think that's why actually I've come back and thought I'm totally in love with the Deepkin now. Let's let's just move the other armies on. So yeah. you play the you play the field a little bit, and then you come back to your yeah. true love. And sometimes you know it, it takes that to it does to, to refocus stuff as well. You know, I can, and again we'll we'll, we'll 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 talk about it more when we talk about uh, last weekend. But again, there's um, there's certain elements to that that's kind of you know it, it's always an invigorating thing, but you know certainly. You know, being a bit more streamlined with your projects and, and stuff, it does feel feel better. Plus, your bank balance looks a little bit healthier as well, and you can afford to do other things. So it's always yeah, bit of a win-win. And um, you know, although sometimes when you've got some of the older models, um, you actually don't end up really losing much, if any, money on it because GW prices do do go up, and uh, yeah, it seems yeah. like they've got there's quite a big price hike coming shortly particularly with the with the start collecting sets if it's not hit already so there's definitely a bit more value kicking about that's for sure um yeah, 100%. but before we take a quick break i wanted to give a bit of a shout out to our sponsors so mercia miniatures um have been smashing it recently with the models they're putting out uh, which are always fantastic but i don't know what it, they just seem really really they've got great momentum at the moment so please go and check those guys out they they support us directly um i've got a, hopefully an, an amazing reveal to come in about a month or so time um so if we ever want anything from them you know they they provide it to us so you know there's it's not like they're paying us for the sponsorship they are giving us what you guys are buying which which is fantastic, and I use a lot of their models. Um, so I think they've got another deal at the moment where you can buy their kind of their bigger models. Um, yeah, so definitely go and check out Mercia. They are cracking some amazing stuff, and they've got their Mammoth with Howder. I know they're doing the pre-orders at the moment, but that's going to be on general release sale shortly as well. And I actually played a list at that team event where somebody had four Chaos Mammoths. His Chaos Mammoths, though, were they're on massive bases, um, which he had machined from metal. These huge, these huge, like dinner plates, these things. They're so big. Um, and he was using Mummocks um, on them, and which is which is fine. Uh, but, like, four of those Mercia Mammoths would just looked amazing. I felt a little bit, yeah. I felt a bit like Legolas, though, because... I literally my shooting army and I just sat there and killed two, <laughs> killed two a turn. They're 22 wounds each. Um, but they also have this rule where when they die, you know when giants fall over? Yeah. Similar thing. So when they die, you, just, you choose a point within three. Uh, so you roll a dice, you, you dice off with your opponent. The person who wins gets to choose a point within three. Everyone within like six of that takes D6 mortal wounds. So they were just falling on his own army and just killing all his own models. And I was like... Nice. 
Oh, cool. That's, that's 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 pretty sweet. But I would keep an eye on that. I mean, that is a, an amazing um, alternative model for. To be honest, I like the Forge World Mammoth, but the Mercia one is phenomenal, absolutely amazing. So that's coming out with the Howder soon. Um, and also, please do go and uh, buy all the rest of your hobby. Uh, from Curtain Games, .co.uk. Uh, so continuously sponsor us. Uh, we support them by going to their events and kind of giving them a shout-out as well. So they've got their two-day coming up in December, so grab a ticket for that. Um, but, yeah, if you use the code PROPAINTEDPODCAST, you'll get five an additional 5% off um, any age, uh, Warhammer products. Um, what I'll also say is that keep an eye, sign up for their mailing list because they do some great deals. So they're actually doing, um, if you collect from store, they're doing Warcry for 75 quid. That's 25% off. It's a 100 quid box set. That's, that's, that's really good. Yeah, really good, isn't it? And a great reason to kind of be there on the launch day to, to collect something and kind of kind of chat away. So the, I think the offer is running at the moment. So go and check that out at hitupcurtaingames.co.uk. And like I said there. And also, if you're into Legion, they do particularly good prices on Legion models as well. So do, do go and, do go and uh, pick, all your, pick all your goods up from there. Um, and then finally, I'm going to give myself a shout-out. Pro Painter Studios continues. Um, it's been great kind of... I've been the cl clubs have been in contact asking for things. So if you've got a local club and you want some tokens and and things customised, please do get in contact. It's becoming very popular. So if you've got a logo, I can get it engraved on stuff for you. Um, we've had some new products with the new General's Handbook, which which is quite key. So we've actually got a couple of bundles uh, with 15% off running till the end of August. Reason for that is I'm going on holiday in six weeks to Florida, so the website will be closed. Um, well, you can place orders, but they, they won't be pasted, posted out for a while. So recent releases we have are the brand new magnetic 12-inch measuring sticks. So that consists of a 9-inch and a 6-inch measuring stick, which has magnetic points at the end. So you use them independently, and then you snap them together, and you've got a 12-inch stick as well, which is great for measuring certain auras and things, fire slayers in particular, but also really good for those um, scenarios whereby you've got a 12-inch deployment zone, because you just put the sticks down nice and easy. Um, we've also got the new Triumph tokens. Those are completely changed now, so we've got new ones of those. I've also got an updated pack. I mean, it's not perfect. Uh, the old Triumph tokens were 1 to 6, and so 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, for example. Um, well, I'm going to do a little upgrade one, so you can consider them 1, 2, 3, and then you can buy 4, 5, 6. We've got new Scenery tokens, so they're now in Lava Orange, so they look different to the original set. So you can track all things with those. So there's a bundle of those with 15% off. And you've got another bundle which has a uh, command dial in there as well, which gives you 15% off. And you get some wound tokens to track your games in each of those. Um, some big releases coming on Friday, though. So we've got the updated Celestial um, Lizards, which is the Seraphon tokens. Um, obviously, they have a General's Handbook change, so a couple of extra additions there. Um, Iron Jaws won't be updated. I'm going to wait till the new book comes out. Um, whereas we've also got um, we've got Sylvaneth, so the new tokens for Sylvaneth will be out this Friday, and potentially our brand new magnetic objective tokens. So what these are, it'll be a set of six objective tokens uh, with objective around the edge with a magnetic point in the middle, and you'll get six blue and six red tokens, also magnetized. We're a little bit smaller, and they just snap on top to show which when an objective is claimed. Nice and easy. Um, it's actually 
really visually really good because actually people can come over to the table and they can see straight away who's got which objectives and also you'll get a an extra kind of star that will sit around the objective uh, which will indicate a priority objective when you're playing shifting objectives so loads of interesting stuff coming up from there if you're running any events please do get in touch i'm doing a lot of trophies at the moment i do discount those quite a lot if compared to other resellers because it's my way of kind of supporting the tournament scene so yeah that's my little plug and the more you guys um support the business the more time i don't have to spend slaving away for someone else and i can yeah hopefully one day fingers crossed go go fully employed in something in the hobby which would be pretty sweet that would be sweet matthew that would be sweet sweet. so we'll take a quick break there and uh, we'll get back onto open day and we've got some great listener questions so take a quick break And we're back. Um, so we'll crack on with Rob and his adventures at Warhammer World for the Open Day last weekend. So did you go by yourself? I did, yes. <laughs> Gay. <laughs> so well, I did. I, I did. Do you know what? Right. I don't know whether or not it's like <laughs> it's um, whether just like people are just really nice to me face to face, but just fucking. The shit's behind my back, but I did put a bit of a shout out on Twitter like a week or so, like beforehand, and um, all I got was a, a sarky response from Adam Bassett um, about you know is anyone else going up there? I think one other one other guy did did say yeah, you know look forward to looking up and stuff, but I um, yeah yeah no one responded, so there wasn't any sort of planned kind of uh, you know hook up with anyone, but I did. Uh, did eventually make some friends so it wasn't uh it wasn't just me being all, all on my lonesome however I, 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 I do quite enjoy my own company so it's not all bad fair enough fair enough well you know if you're doing yeah. in the future and you you think they're worth doing um then let me know um so yeah. what what was it about because they do these fairly regularly are they three times a year or are they just I'm not I, I, I i'm not sure um I've, I've never really kept track of them it's uh Usually the first thing I know about it is, you know, they'll perhaps mention it on Warhammer Community and, you know, you, you sort of think, oh, you know, I won't, I won't bother. But um, tickets were rough, relatively cheap and uh, I'd spoken to Ben Johnson previously about perhaps coming up and getting some decent pics of Bellacor, um, which unfortunately, because he was, uh, he'd gone over to uh, America um, sort of in the week beforehand. He was uh, he was all a bit last minute in as far as him being there on the day. So unfortunately, didn't get the the um, pics of Bellacor. Oh uh, no! Uh, no. So, um, but I think it would have been a bit, you know, especially with him being in the painting comp and everything, and then me, you know, whisking away and taking some decent pics. But at least it, I think, I I, I was thinking about it on the lead up to it, um, and just for listeners, I, I was going to get. I, I'd been asked to. Um, uh, do like a little white dwarf write up um, by Ben Johnson, and uh, for life of me, just couldn't take any decent. But I mean, I, I took some de- half decent pics of Bellacor up at, uh, and put them up on Twitter, but um, you know, they, they certainly weren't, you know, it's not a sort of they didn't really show it off well, and, and there's the, the exposure wasn't great on the camera, so you couldn't really zoom in on some of the details and stuff. So I know a lot of people say it, and it's a bit of a, a tired thing, but the pics don't, you know, I don't, I, I personally don't think the, the pics do it justice. And, and again, the sort of trying to get some um, 
decent picks done by the White Dwarf team would have been great. But I think um, in hindsight, I'd, I'd quite like, you know, my ultimate goal, it sounds a bit sort of like a big-headed thing to, to, to want, but it'd be nice to, I'd rather have like a nice article, you know, like uh, some of the guys have had done on like the whole army um, and specifically, you know, I know it will probably, we'll probably be, we're probably having white dwarf beamed directly to our brains <laughs> by the time by, it by Tesla mind melding technology. Yeah. Um, but it'd be nice to do like a, an article once all four of the chaos contingents are done and have the, you know, have the four, you know, the, the Egrim, the Arbor, the undefeated T'Challa and Valnir as conversions as well and have the, the sort of the big display board that I wanted to do for it. And I know it's a, uh, I'd rather, you know, and, and jokes aside, I'd rather wait two years or so or two or three, you know, whatever it is, even let's say 10 years, do you know what I mean? Um, not that I don't think it would take that long, but I'd, ra- I'd rather wait. I'd rather wait and have a big sort of thing like that than to sort of almost have it just in piecemeal, as it were. I'd write, you know, because it'd be a nice, um, you know, have a nice article done on it. And then that article, you know, sounds like, again, sounds a bit of a thing, but you, know, you could frame that article and display it with the army and, in, you know, in whatever my man cave looks like at that time again probably in a city in the clouds or you know or living underwater or whatever the future may hold um but yeah i think you know I, that was that was to cut a long story short and stop rambling that was the whole reason why i was going up there to begin with um but then i realized that there was actually a painting competition i thought well you know i might as well um and there was a monster category um so I thought I'd, I'd enter it, enter him in, into that. Um, so yeah, I, I, I kind of there, there were. I think I mentioned it a couple of episodes ago. There, you know, having um, it been nearly sort of six months since he was again air quotes finished. Um, I, uh, you know, you take time to sort of step away from a project and you look back on it, and there were a couple of little bits, little sort of imperfections here and there, a couple of extra little bits and bobs, um, you know, sort of extra bit of treatment on him that I felt that he needed. And it gave me a good opportunity to to do that. And it was only a couple of nights worth of, of um, sort of corrections or adding just a couple of extra high-edge highlights here and there on the spikes that are on his legs. I've done like striations on that took God knows how long to do. I've added a couple of, um, obviously the, the model, the spikes that I use, and you, you'll be familiar with them. A lot of them are from like the Scar brand slash Bloodthirster kit. Um, so they have a few like little nicks and yes. scratches in them modeled anyway, um, which are, which are picked out. Um, but I thought it'd be quite nice to add a few sort of freehand ones to it. So, you know, a little line of Rhinox hide, um, you know, and then a little edge highlight, you know, underneath or whichever way the it's sort of facing as far as the light is is hitting it of pallid witch flesh just to well actually with pallid witch flesh it was the new um citadel base for that wraith bone. Okay. Uh, yep. which is which is a great which is a great paint from the that's the other thing as well, and we'll get on to it in a bit. But 
a couple of things that seem to have flown under the radar when, with this new paint release is the is all the new base and layer paints that they've brought out with it alongside, and there's some there's some really good stuff in in amongst that, but we'll touch on that later. But yeah, so it was um, adding a bit of texture to the horn to the spikes by doing that. Um, took on a bit of feedback that uh, Chris Tomlin had about the the rubble and and adding a bit of weathering to that as well in the, in a similar sort of way. So a few sort of chip. I, I'd done it to begin with anyway. Um, but I thought I'd add a, a few sort of extra little uh, chips and scratches and stuff to some of the rubble, just on the bigger, flatter areas, especially on the like almost like the stone slab sections of the round gate that are swirling around him. Not necessarily the column sections because they've got a lot of that sculpted in, but the, certainly where the steps of the round gate are broken up and floating around him. I've added a few sort of scratches and nicks, and like I said, to, to add a bit of texture and interest to those as well. Um, and yeah, just sort of uh, going a little bit further with the edge highlights on the, his black claws and fingernails, um, I did as well. So yeah, just just, just did a bit of that and, and took him up there. Um, I showed you some extra, you and Ian, some extra picks. Um, again, it's quite probably quite hard for yourself if you haven't seen them in real life to begin with to sort of yeah, notice it's, it's, I was just any thinking sort of changes like, I haven't actually seen this model you're talking about no um, but you know the, I, I don't know what you, your thoughts are on the actual little sort of touches I mean I, I think certainly when you, when you get to that kind of level and, and certainly walking away from the event you know it, it's stuff like that that really you know kind of separates the wheat from the chaff a little bit and you know perhaps you know it's those little things like you know you've mentioned it before where um, you know, going that extra mile on an arm on an army. You know, if it's a a player voted thing in a, a tournament, they might not recognise the or appreciate the extra steps that maybe only you you know that you've taken. Um, you know, without pointing out to people. Yeah, no, um, I absolutely agree with that. Yeah, but certain, certainly when you've got a couple of you know talented in themselves judges judging individual figures. Then certainly that's when those kind of extra flourishes can potentially separate. You know, they can be the difference maker between certain, between different models. Um, you know, and if it's you know if it's something that's come to mind, you know, as it did with me. You know, if I hadn't done it and perhaps hadn't got a, a, the good result that I want, I think the good result that I got. You know, it'll always be a case of well, what, was that what made the difference? Yeah, do you know what I mean? Sure, you know, sure. not not adding adding those little bits and bobs, um, and the, the only thing I will say, and we'll probably touch on it a little bit later, it was um, because it wasn't like a full on golden demon type thing. Although there, there were a load of entrants and they were you know, really, really good, really high quality. You, you did have golden demon winners there in attendance, um, although it wasn't the volume of miniatures that you'd get at something like golden demon. Um, there was any real sort of opportunity to talk to anyone about feedback because it was done. The the, the awards were done quite late in the afternoon, you know, and a lot of people. You could tell that a lot of people had sort of almost the only reason they were there at that time was because they were waiting for the painting results. Otherwise, they'd have been long gone. Do you know what I mean? So people, it was kind of like, you know, it's like it's like South Coast Day Two when people are staying for the awards sure 
you know, um, where there's that sort of air of, come on, we want to get home, do you know what I mean, type <laughs> thing. And I, it's, and I mean that in the nicest possible way, but, you know, it's sort of, you know, especially for myself and um, so I go on to some of the people that I hooked up with, you know, we've got long journeys ahead. Um, and, you know, the last thing you want to do is go around after a long day with these guys, badgering them for, for feedback, although I should perhaps should have. Um, although, by, you know, going by the two things that, that place second and have first and second. Oh, by the way, viewers, I came third. Um, so well it was done. really good. And, I mean, yeah, we, thank was, you. we were genuinely surprised you didn't just win it. I mean, Bellacore is a hell of a model. Thanks, man. Um, but again, having having been picked to the post, and this is another thing, and I, and I, I don't know if it was if it's something because I know that we've mentioned it. I know a friend of ours has been recently sort of gotten involved, or he's actually employed by the community team and all the rest of it. And I don't know if it's something that they've um, people were unsure of, and it wasn't made entirely clear. Uh, when you entered, and there certainly wasn't anything that led you to believe that there would be this on the Warhammer community site, but they actually, you know, they had second, th- first, second, and third in painting in all the categories, um, which you know we, we've spoken about in the past, you know, about having a podium for, you know, for everything, not just gaming, but for painting and coolest, or you know, have a tos are, are going to categorise these. You know these accomplishments, but having you know, certainly, I they had the they had the um, and I've, again, I've never been there at uh, one of these things before, so correct me if I'm wrong. But the, the cabinets they had, I think they were the, from what I've seen when people have put twi- pictures of Twitter up, they seem like the same cabinets that you put your armies in at the heats. They they they're probably the exact same ones. They look so they were sort your of photos, yeah. Yeah, so they were, um, and I know a few, a couple of people were sort of, oh, you know, lighting's not very good on, so, you know, as a couple, you know, you're milling about and you hear a couple of the entrants sort of saying, oh, I think the lighting's very good. I wish I was on that, you know, I wish I was on that shelf rather than, you know, tucked away to one side on another shelf and whatnot. Um, but yeah, they had, when you were entering in the models, they had in each of, they had a cabinet for each category. So the categories were monster, uh, unit and single miniature and young bloods so they had four cabinets there they only had the it displayed in the cabinet they only had the trophy for first place so you know up until the nomination the results at like quarter to four in the afternoon where they actually had the table with the awards on and the certificates it was only then that it was clear that there was a one two and three um up until that point it wasn't no one could quite tell which you know that it was or not so um having seen the 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 entrance that were there i was i was a bit like oh until i saw the it's only really when i saw the one two and three thinking yes i might i might win something now <laughs> do you know what i mean um but, and, and you know again they they read out the young bloods um first and they went on to monster and yeah i, I got third so um second was graham shirley with his trog boss um, that he's done for his destruction army, and uh, th- which was, uh, you know, great, which is awesome uh, paint job. Um, I joked with you that I tried running him over in the uh, car park on the way in, but he's quite a nimble fellow. I think he dodged. I don't think he recognised that it was me. Um, but uh, so, yeah, uh, 
that, that's a little joke back to the episode that when we were talking about blackout listeners, I don't know if you remember, but I was going to give him, get him so drunk that he'd have a stroke, therefore uh, uh, paving the way for a, an easy win for myself. But no. Um, a face yeah, hammer so that you never went to. Yeah, yes, it, I never got the army ready for in the first place anyway. Um, and a guy, Christian, I uh, can't remember his surname, so apologies, um, uh, came first place with a, a fantastic um, the new Mangler Squig kit um, on a really nice. I mean, it was just it, it looked like it just jumped out of a Golden Demon competition. I know he does. I think he does enter in into Golden Demon as well. Um, obviously, Graham Shirley being a, a previous. Uh, you know, I know he's placed in Golden Demons in the past. So, you know, for I think the one thing the one thing that mine didn't have those two did have, and uh, Ian Ian uh, will be sad to hear this. We did have a plinth. Um, uh, I made Mahan made a plinth for the Gaunt Summoner, but didn't have couldn't find one in time to order for for Bellicor because his entrance was a very last minute thing. I kind, um, of, I kind <laughs> of feel that you don't need it with Bellicor. I feel like he yeah, he is his plinth. That, yeah, and I think uh, I just think when you sat in the cabinet, you know, having you know just being on the base, you know, compared to those eyes, I mean, the Christian's Bangle Squig again was built into the base it was very much a you know we see these big bases that have yeah. a, a just a, a, a diorama um you know g's uh trog boss is obviously a, a gaming piece i'd imagine because he's, he's got a destruction army but again that was sat atop of a plinth as well and it would just been nice to sort of perhaps maximum you know i don't think that that was I'm, I'm only joking i don't i honestly don't think that was the differentiator between the three of our models you know that one's got a plinth that coming third um but there was it would have been quite nice because there, there were quite a lot of people you know if you mill about and you sort of try and especially because you know it's your first time and you want to kind of hear people's sort of reactions and feedback to it and you don't sort of stand there going oh it's mine but you just sort of mill around in the background and some you know people are coming up and you know, a couple of, what the fuck's that? And, uh, you know, there's a, a other sort of, it's like the older gentleman, oh, that's, that's like Bellacore, that does, you know what I mean? That's a, you know, that's a nice take. And it would have been nice to perhaps have a little plaque to sort of say Bellacore, the ever chosen or something. Sure, yeah, I suppose that's Frame that's, it a little bit, idea. do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, no, I, so I agree that, with that. Uh, that. So that perhaps would have, you know, helped maybe, I'm, I'm not sure. Um, you know, I would, I would like to think that the, um, the guys judging it would have would see past the plinth, um, but again, it, it just would have made it look a little bit more, a bit more sort of pro, I guess, in, in the cabinet. Um, but yeah, so really, you know, really chuffed with with, with that result. You know, uh, that's some lovely feedback. Um, met up with um, uh, Ben from the pro uh, from the Two Ps podcast. Oh, nice. Um, up there, he'd gone up. Um, fortunately, uh, Don Don wasn't in attendance. Um, but uh, a couple of the guys that they uh, they game with and, and stuff were there, so got to hang out with them. Um, and me and Ben got on the house on fire. It was great. And you know, if you're listening, Ben, mate, it was, it was awesome. And again, you know, we sat down, we had a, we had a couple of drinks and uh, had a good old natter and, and walking around. And me, both of us, are sort of fangirling over Max a little bit too much um, when we were chatting to him. Um, it was nice to, to sort of get feedback from. Max and those guys as well about Bellacore. Um not to sort of go on about too much, but it, it, it did kind of made me sort of look back on it and think, you know, you know, I, I know it, it seems weird because 
you know, I've had all this lovely feedback and, you know, I've taken it up to, you know, up to Warhammer World now and people have seen it and you know, Ben Johnson said he loved it. Pano was there and, you know, he, he said that he loved it as well. Um, but none of you, like none of my circle of wargaming friends have actually, apart from Ian, have seen it. Do you know what I mean? It seems weird that it's, you know, it's gone through such a journey of gathering all those lovely comments and all the rest of it. And yet the sort of my peer group haven't, you know, it hasn't made an appearance at a, a tournament yet, you know? So it seems weird that it's gone on so much of a journey yet, yet not, if that makes sense. Yeah. I, I don't know that's if that, that's weird. Not seen it yet. No, no. Um, <laughs> and, and, and kind of, that's kind of spurred me to get the rest of the army done quicker and not sort of cut any corners, but, you know, makes you think, you know, okay, I want to get it out in the wild. And, and it's, and certainly, um, uh, I, I guess we can go on to the, sort of the next point, really. Um, I entered it into the Gaunt Summoner into single fin- miniature as well. Um, there are potentially elements, you know, looking back on the, the, the three that won that were they wouldn't have been out of place coming one, two, three at a Golden Demon. They, you know, they were really, really good. So, you know, certainly single miniature, smaller single miniatures seems to be the the premier kind of category a lot of the time. Would you agree? Yeah. It's all golden demons and stuff. Yeah. It's kind of the, well, it's, the th- it's the bad boy in it. You know, you might be able to answer it for me, but what I, what's the difference between, between a Warhammer world open day and golden demon. I thought that was when they did the golden. Demon. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, it, I, I, I don't know. Um, I think they've perhaps moved away from it because they're doing this, is so close to them doing the ever chosen competition maybe um and maybe it's doing a slight rebrand i think uh, the golden demon because the only thing that i can think of as to why they didn't do it as golden demon is because it was only one system right um whereas if they did like a if they did like a uh a warhammer open day and it was you know, all of it, you know, you know, your 40k, your AOS, your Lord of the Rings, your Forge World, all the rest of it, then I think that's probably when they would do that because right. okay. you, might, you might you might have, a, you know, AOS, you know, if, it, if they did the Golden Demon and AOS one, all the 40k people, oh, well, no, I've been, it's not fair, I've been working on a, a Plague Marine for the last 12 months, you know, why, you know, why should I? Shouldn't I be able to, you know, compete with that? I, I don't know the exact reason behind it. It's quite a good question, and you know, it might be worth shouting out there on Twitter to find out an answer from someone against GW that's in the know. But I think um, that's that's kind of like I didn't I didn't know that it wasn't. I thought it might be when I went up there, and it would have been nice to have gotten a golden demon pin. I think that's like you know, like a finalist pin. Yeah, because they do that um, finalist pin stuff, and it's yeah. Yeah, yeah. And and I think and and that was, you know, to be fair. I mean, I'm going to be fair. I mean, those finalist pins. It seems they're very prevalent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's not they don't give out like sweets, but it's certainly, um, you know, and it is a badge of honour getting one of those. But I think that there is a there is a bit more of a jump between that and you know getting bronze, silver, or gold. Do you know what I mean? In in it, I think there's, um, yeah. you know, it's it's not a participation award necessarily, 
but you know perhaps and maybe when you give them out that gives you the that gives you a bit more uh ability to go and get feedback do you know what I mean if you get given one of these things but I, I don't know exactly how it works again it's the first time we've really entered into anything like that and I think having it although it's been a labor of love for as long as it has and you know not to sound sort of you know to come across as big headed but to have a piece that I hadn't painted for a painting competition. I've always said that, you know, some uh, the the Sigvald conversion that I that I I've got uh, that I haven't quite finished yet. But that was always going to be something that I'd spend a good, you know, amount of time on, and you know, specifically, you know, non-gaming piece, you know, built-in diorama into the plinth type job. Um, that was what was always going to be that, and kind of to 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 get Bellacore just to enter him in and to get that recognition, you know, it was, it was great. I can't thank people enough. So yeah, thank you very much, everyone. I think that, that sort of, you know, sort of ends that, but ends that sort of segment of, of what we're talking about. But yeah, yeah I mean, it was congratulations good. Congratulations on third as well deserved. You, you got to see the, um, you got to see the results of other people's painting um, and kind of seeing, you know, like you say, I mean, it is a massive achievement winning a trophy in an event, where you hadn't painted it for the event and you hadn't painted it for those kind of events. So, you know, no. it, it, it's, a ma- it's a massive thing. And what I did want to say very quickly is um, um, you made a reference to um, someone we know up uh, up there, which is so Steve Wren. He's, he's, he's you know, I've spoken to him um, in the past um, directly about kind of my what I would improve about Warhammer World events. And he is now the Warhammer World event manager. And I think he's, I genuinely think he's doing an absolutely fantastic job um, i don't know if he's gonna to listen to this episode so i'm not just saying it for the sake of it but what i will say is what is happening at the warhammer world events is exactly I, i'm i'm fully supporting it i think it's great so they're doing like they did the team event this year uh, and i think doubles and they all got trophies so yeah. when, I, when i look back where me and um I, me and arnie came third last year and i've just got a certificate uh, you know, it's a big thing. It's, it's it's a small thing, but it's a big thing at the same time. It's you know, it's not a cheap event. Um, it all adds. GW should be doing the best possible events, and I think Steve is definitely the person there doing that. So it's great to see all these awards and trophies going out. Um, so yeah, he, he's clearly doing a great job. So yeah, yeah, well, yeah. well done, Steve, and, and all those at the Games Workshop and Warhammer World that supported him to do that. You know, it's not it's not one man yeah. show, but uh, it's great to see that they're they're listening and you know, taking forward these ideas because, you know, I was emailing the event staff previously and I think some of the the reasons they come, came across were a bit bullshit, to be fair. Um, you know, saying that, well, we don't, we're don't we not going to do top three painting because if you want to do painting, go to a golden demon. And the answer is, well, you don't enter a 2,000 point painstakingly oh, painted yeah. army into <laughs> yeah. golden demon. Yeah, yeah there's, there's army um, painting and there's... Yeah. There's it's not, yeah. It's it's kind of it's becoming a standard across the the tournament scene. Your GW, you know, you they've got to a point now where you know the the general's handbook they're saying this is how to run a tournament. So yeah, it's great. I think it's all we're definitely moving in the right direction as far as I can see. So yeah, massive props to them, and I and genuinely I'm excited to get back up to Warhammer World, but don't know when that's going to be. Well, yeah, I mean, I think it'd be it'd be quite nice to um to have a bit of a road trip up there and uh, get the three of us up there maybe and. If we, you know, even if we went at a point where we can, you know, play a couple of games and, you know, perhaps uh, go on the stream or something like that, that would be quite cool. Yeah. Um, 
Maybe, you know, maybe have a chat with maybe have a chat with the guys and get that organised. But yeah, I think um, just the overall day. Obviously, you had the release of Warcry, so that was. Um, that, oh, excuse me. That That's was, a good uh, segue. Was, yes, was, yes. Is there anything else you want to mention about the event itself? Overall, do you think they're worth going to? Yeah, I mean, you know, for the, the ticket was twenty quid, right? And for that, you know, obviously you didn't get any grub or anything in with that. You, um, you know, you just have to go and buy your, your food, but. I know it's little things, but you got, you know, you could go in and out of the exhibition hall as many times as you wanted. Um, you know, they normally charge you, I, I can't remember, I think it was like about seven quid. Um, if you just go up there randomly, um, to go into the ex, I, I can't, don't quote me on that. That might be wrong, but it certainly wasn't, it certainly wasn't less than a fiver. Do you know what I mean? Um, so um, I, you know, it, I went there and I got there for just gone half nine when the doors opened. Um, and you know, because I thought, oh, you know, I, I, I what I DM'd um, Steve to see, you know, sort of what time the painting, you know, the entries were and stuff. And to be honest, I could have got there. At, you know, they, they were the, the judges didn't come out and have a look at the the, the miniatures until about two o'clock. I don't think. So I could have actually, you know, I was up at R five and in the car at six to get up there. Do you know what I mean? It was a bit of an early start, so it would have been. Nice to perhaps have that communicated out a little bit better, but I mean it was all, that, that was all good. It gave me plenty of time to have a mooch about and Get look at all the stuff. The yeah, um, and then it was funny actually. Um, two things on the way up, uh, driving along. I think it was it was just just before you get to Birmingham. Um, and it was funny because I was listening to the latest episode two piece podcast, and I saw a car pulled up over the side of the motorway just by a, just off one of the junctions, um, and with a guy who looked a little bit like you know, a big batcher. He looked like you know because Ben has got a similar sort of hairstyle to Peter Jackson, doesn't he? If you've ever, if you've ever seen pictures of Ben from the yeah. two piece podcast, he's a big lad, uh, he's, you know, he, he's quite a tall guy, and. Um, your big bushy hair, and I know I just uh, driving along, I just noticed this head with like, big bushy hair. It's like I can't, that, that's surely that's not. And then I, I, <laughs> I pulled in, I pulled into the motorway, next motorway services kind of needed uh, to get some water. And um, I, I was just looking through Twitter, and he put on there that they'd broken down, and it was them. It was like their car full of, of, of people that had broken down, and I'd sort of gone past them. And it was, uh, I, I, I joked with them later that I should have. Uh, Stopped and offered to um, give them a lift, but they, they had a blowout about 80 miles an hour apparently, so they oh, always a little bit, it's, yeah, it was a little bit shaky. So they, yeah, but they got up there fine and got back right, which is good. Um, but yeah, they uh, they got there and uh, <laughs> I was I'd put I got to the table where they're registering the entrance and sorry I put because I, I took my cause the obviously he's magnetized for transport so i took him in one of the really useful boxes so i'm there this big box with just bellacore and a gorn summoner in it so just there weaving my way through all these nerds and i got to the table and i was like well i can't just set this down here and it's, you know, it's a bit delicate i'm gonna need to put it out and people knocking past and all the rest of it i was like whoa now right you know this is fucking and i was like no, mate do you mind if i put him in the cabinet because people were obviously handing them they yeah. had like the uh they had like the little te- the tensor barrier out so, to stop people from getting too close and and whatnot and um he's like yeah no worries so i put him in the cabinet bit of you know bit of the sort of there i go put him here and um 
I noticed that uh, I'd, I'd gone and got a coffee and I come back and um, it was a different guy that was there. The other guy must have gone for a break. Just moved and, it. And it, it, it was moved just, it was just like slight, you know, I was like, oh, you know, people aren't going to, you know, it has to be sort of displayed at a certain angle to get the effect of the optical effect off the rubber and all the rest of it. So I, I leaned across the, the, the barrier and the, the cabinets were opened to, to move him. And this guy that was there just gave me the, he was like, you know, it's like he was going to fucking call security or something. So he just, and he's like, oh, I was like, oh, don't worry, mate, it's my, it's my model. Like he thought, oh, just some random guy was reaching over to start fucking around <laughs> with stuff the in the cabinet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Tampering, um, tampering. Yeah, yeah. Um, or, you know, like some nerdless, you know, breaking stuff or whatever. But no, he was in there and, uh, yeah, he got a good spot on the, in the cabinet. So I was, I was chuffed with that. But yeah, spent the rest of that, had a, had a, had a look round and, um, got chatting to um they had a lot of the designers there uh the miniature designers and um got chatting to a lot of them there's a guy there uh steve um uh, steve party i think his name is and he's the gentleman he's the, the the guy who did the he designed the canary life takers and okay. heart renders yeah um but he also did because obviously war cry was a big thing um so they had a lot of the each of the people that designed a lot of the different war bands, and he he'd actually done the designs for the Corvus Cabal, like the Crow dudes. Yeah. Um. So and 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 I think he'd also designed the like the like the harpy guy, like the harpy kind of monsters that you get in the box set as well. Sure. Um. And they had like a big three up of one of those. It was quite cool. So I got chatting to them, you know, about designing. Because obviously I'd, I don't know if you mentioned to listeners, but I'd had a, they were, they were advertising for GW designers. And I, I, I thought, well, sorry, I'll, I'll just go through the recruitment process just in the first stage, just to see what it's all about. And had, a, had an interview with one of their guys and, you know, they were talking about, you know, physically going off and, sculpting something and then using that as you know, sort of going back to them and, and, and building up a portfolio of work but he was saying that he very rarely had sculpted anything in the flesh and it was you know pretty much all of his experience was with CAD um, but then he had it was quite nice because you know you, he could you could see his um, sort of passion and his the way he'd evolved into a Citadel designer was through converting and oh, right. he was the guy he was the guy who had the eschen skaven that were converted from the night hall models oh, um which are bonkers they're not like over the t- you know they're very simple conversion which a lot of the time the 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 uh best conversions are um not a 200 plus piece uh that stands over 13 inches tall or whatever it is you know monster that? i don't know if i can do that um but very very simple you know almost just weapon swaps and head swaps um but you know have and painted really really nicely as well um, but he also was the guy that did the um they've been all over twitter but the uh the lizard men conversions yes so the slan sort of you know a lot of like necron elements mashed up and all the rest of it, and they they looked really good. And again, the, the photos just don't do them justice. But like the the croxagore head on the on the Troroth body with the 
with the crystal cannon on his back and stuff like that it was just you know it was really cool and really got the sort of uh, you know sort of thinking oh you know exodites maybe you know he sort of gets the 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 blood flowing a little bit and the juices going in as far as uh, sort of any kind of inspiration for that but it was cool to speak to them spoke to um, Natalie who's uh, one of the new members of the heavy metal team. Um, she did the uh, one of the notable things she, uh, is the um, I can't remember what then cipher is it cipher lords the the one of the like the orientally kind of looking um, war cry war band the ones okay, with like, yeah. the you know um, well, they're really yeah zinchy kind of looking dudes they made a very point that although that a lot of these models do echo or Sort of in you know certain gods, they they're still not you know dedicated to one particular god over any other. But yeah, they definitely look like Zinch. Um, and she was talking about the, those and I had a good chat about them and like sort of the, she did some some wonderful freehand that she done on the leader's cloak and yeah, a few tips from there. And then obviously had my fanboy moment and and uh, chatting to Max and uh, as they're all doe-eyed. Uh, talking to him and looking at his figures and he had his um you know he had a lot of his golden demon winning uh figures there to hand which we were allowed to pick up and have a look at and i tell you what you know you, you see you see some figures and you think you know i can see how that was painted you know with enough time and patience and effort i could probably get to a standard close to that you look at this guy's stuff and Aiden was there as well with his I don't know if you've seen the mega boss that he's done um, and that you know seeing that in the flesh and being able to hold that up and, and have, a, have a look at that they're just uh, on another level and although again say you know I think we had a couple look me you know Aaron sort of mentioned it well on the WhatsApp chat when I got back you sort of look at it and think you know how, how on earth did they do that speaking to Max and so I said, oh, you know, Matt, you know, how how long would you take on a miniature like this from sort of start to finish? It's about, he said, about five hundred hours. Do you know what I mean? And like, I get to paint like two nights a week for four hours, so eight hours a week. You know, that's that, that's fifty weeks worth of hobby to paint one single miniature. It's a year, you know, like isn't a, it? A, yeah, you know, a, a Dark Oath Chieftain or, you know, the, the you know, and again, that's, you know, the, the Dark Oath Chieftain that he did, he, he scratch built the, the, the wall that he, that's on the sort of little display base and stuff. So, you know, it's probably a good week's worth of modeling there. But yeah, I mean, having spending, you know, I mean, he, he probably spends more than two nights a week painting for four hours. Um, certainly, but, you know, to, 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 to think, that, you know, I, I know we joke about the, the time it took to do Bellacor, but, um, you know, I don't think our, you know, if I totted up all the actual hours that I spent on him, you know, and considering he's a far more um, substantial conversion, I don't think it was half. I don't think he clocked, I don't think I clocked more than 250 hours on him. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, adding it all up and all the rest of it. Like, so as much as you look at these figures and think, you know, good God, that's a lot of time. It's probably not the, you know, that Dark Oath Chieftain isn't probably the first time he's done that. Do you know what I mean? Um, so, you know, if, if you spent 500 hours per miniature, 
what would the fifth miniature that you did that you spent 500 hours after spending 2,000 hours painting four previous, what would that fifth miniature look like? Do you know what I mean? You probably would be in a golden demon. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, for uh, sure. Do you, you know what I mean? And I don't mean that sort of saying, that's not to dismiss the effort. That's not to dismiss the talent and the skill. Not at all. But if you think, okay, well, you know, if I put 500 hours into one miniature right now, that, that miniature might not win Golden Demon. But if I did that, the, the sixth miniature that I did after spending, do you know what I mean? Like, like if you do something, you know, you pick up, like I've learned so much out with, with painting Bellacor. I would not paint Bellacor now the same way that I painted him when I painted him if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, there'd, there'd be so many, like, and I'd like to think that if I redid him, not to say I'm going off and stripping him and <laughs> whatnot, because I'm not. But no, um, but I think he would look, as good as he looks, I think he'd look that much better, you know, if I did him, did him a second time round. Yeah. And I guess that, that, you know, that's kind of what I took away from, the you know, the competition is you know not to put so much and you know it harkens back to your armies that you painted and all the rest of it is not to put too much stock in one thing that you've done and think that that's it. Do you know what I mean? You know it, it as as much as you know it was it was good. It was it was the best that I could do at the time. But even throughout that journey. I've improved, and I think we mentioned it again on previous episodes. Again, I'll keep saying that, but you know, I said that there were certain elements I had to go back on Bellacor and redo because I got better at doing those things as time had gone on painting just that one miniature. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, you know, we said sure, it about absolutely. doing an army, isn't it? You know how your first, your last unit can sometimes look better, you know, that much better than your first unit. Um, you know, it's certainly with the learning process with him and, and talking to people there and actually understanding what it takes to to paint as well as people some people do um certainly you know sp- you know like i've had to stop myself from starting to paint egrim right the dragon do you know what i mean like i really i like really want to really want to get stuck into that now but i i know that you know i i think the because i really want to get stuck into that you know having seen you know, that's the other thing, going around the exhibition halls and seeing Kairos, the actual box art Kairos there, and seeing how, you know, how well, he, how good he looks in person and seeing um, there was uh, at the stand at Natalie, the heavy metal stand at Natalie and Max were at, they had Anya's new Keeper of Secrets that she did for the box art. Um, they also had the, well, they had the four greater demons there, funnily enough. And looking at the Lord of Change in person, because the last time I went to Warhammer World, you know, none of these miniatures were out. Yeah. So uh, I, I don't think I'm right. I think I don't think even Archeon. I think it was like at the very beginning of AOS. So I don't even think Archeon was out at that point. Um, you know, they'd only just done the the big display in the exhibition hall with the Bloodbound and the Stormcast. Sure. So it's really early days. So a lot of these big sort of models that were potentially, you know, that influence the sort of thing that I'm into at the moment um, weren't there to see. And, and seeing, like, just even seeing the Chiric Acolytes in person and how they, you know, how 
pin shot that the blooming highlights on or the armor panels, which has made me go away and think, Jesus Christ, he's going to take even longer now. Um, but seeing stuff like Kairos up front and the Gaunt Summoners and the, the Bloodthirsters and seeing how the skin is done on bigger models with the newer painting techniques and, and all the rest of it has made me really want to get stuck in to, to Egrim and a big model. But I'm going to use that enthusiasm to want to do that to power me through the other stuff um, because, you know, I'm sort of there thinking, right, okay, I'm going to, you know, the sooner I get these done, I'm not saying that I'm going to rush them, but just the sooner that I get them done, you know, I can I can really treat myself with, with you know, I, th- I think once the Zinch portion of the army's done, Egrim will be the best painted thing. You know, Egrim and his dragon will probably be the best painted thing in the army because it would be the, you know, the, the sort of crown, you know, the last thing that I do in that section. And, and you know, all of my techniques and, the things that I've learned along the way will all sort of feed into him. So it's almost be like Bellacor will be, you know, you might, you might outshine Bellacor because I think he's quite a decent conversion. Um, and, you know, hopefully with the, the paint job that I do with him, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll be saying special, his hoping, you know? Yeah, no, sounds awesome. But yeah, um, so going on, I mean, that's one thing I will touch on is stuff just doesn't look like you can, you can look at stuff online. You can look at stuff on the website. You can look at stuff on box art until you actually see it in the flesh. You just, it, you know, and it's a bit of a, a cliche, but until you see it in the flesh, the, the heavy metal stuff, especially the newer stuff is just out of this world. Like that new keeper of secrets, the, the blends, the way that the, the stocking, you know, she's used, uh, obviously flesh tones in the purples to blend and highlight and they look transparent. Do you know what I mean? They, they, they just, it, it, it's amazing. It's just such a, such a good paint job. And it's just, again, just really inspiring. But the Warcry stuff, um, what was the specific question? What was it that, that from the listener about Warcry? So we had Malin to Malin Mantra. Warcry, will it shatter your painting schedule? If yes, how much? So me, no, because I'm not doing Warcry. Uh, I've got to, I've literally, it all looks cool. Yeah. The start set looks great value, but I've just got too much, too much on. So that's a no. Uh, so if yes, how much? Unfortunately not. I think no. Well, I mean, no, I mean, I, I don't think I'll play Warcraft specific, Warcraft, Warcry, Warcry specifically. Um, but what, and and to not be down on it, but I think the the biggest thing that I kind of took away from it and through speaking to um, not so much the games developer side of it, but the miniatures and, and all the rest of it is, um, is seeing how, they take the design approach that they've done by theming stuff to realms, especially with chaos. But you know, again, with with you know that you can see it doing it in order and you know on other factions, um, to see how that translates to the actual armies, um, and you know certainly looking at the Warcry figures, you think, oh well, I, you know I've got uh, in my Nurgle contingent of um, army that I want to do for the chaos project I'm doing, there was going to be a big unit of 20 marauders. Sure. And, you know, do I do, you know, like I I quite like the idea of, um, 
it seems like a weird choice out of all the ones that have been announced. But actually, the the, the Corvus Cabal, like the Crow ones, to almost represent like the because you know like the back in the I say back in the day, like it was a couple of years ago, but in history, plague doctors. Yeah, like the, the guys that used to go around, yeah, yeah, for like sure. administering the plague. They had the big like crow masks, didn't they? Fucking scary looking motherfuckers. So perhaps do something, you know, using that and the fact that you know, the the you know, carrying are following the you know the sort of shambling horde of marauders and stuff, and have that themed around that. So maybe to see, you know, pick up a couple of boxes of those and use them as you know parts of them as. The Chaos Marauders, I think, would be quite cool. The Unmade look quite good for Slanesh as well, because there's one that's there's a there's one of the miniatures, because um, the, the whole thing about them is they they're like they're am, they're amputees, aren't they? They, they? they cut the bits off themselves and they even like flay their their own faces off and you know have them displayed on their armor and all the rest of it. There's one miniature that's um, that's all very sadomasochistic. Um, but there's one, even one miniature that's lifting up his, his visor and the, the skin. It's like he's, um, the, the way that the, the face has been sculpted. It's just all the tendons. Yeah. And he's, he's screaming. I don't know if you've seen that moment. Obviously, the way they paint it, they paint it like the, so it's all blood and all the rest of it. I thought that'd be quite cool for maybe a Slanesh unit, maybe. But again, I think the only way that, cause like any of these things, you know, when I looked at Shadespire, um, you know, it's like all that, those models look cool in a Stormcast army, or those mod. You know, I've I've added I've added added the the Cleric Acolytes from the Zinch Warband to my unit of Cleric Acolytes. You know, and it's it's more about for me, it's more about the models and how I'd integrate them in. But as I said to one of the designers there, you know, if I you know I go off and do that, and then all of a sudden they'd release. You know, whatever the Dark Oath re- release is going to be, and blow all my plans out the water. You know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I agree. I'm not planning to play Warcry. I'm not planning to pick it up as a dedicated release. However, I could see myself using the, uh, you know, using the Zinch, what I consider, you know, the fan assassin models in a Zinch army for sure. Um, which so similar approach to yourself, really. Um, I mean, I think the. The terrain's great. I like the fact that uh, I saw some on Twitter that you can um, you can link it up with the current Azurite ruins, which I think is fantastic. Um, I always like statues, so kind of a smash statue head of Sigmar alongside all that new terrain they've released recently. Yeah, fantastic. Um, new Ogre, yeah, he's fucking amazing. I absolutely love him. I've actually just passed on, kind of sold on an, an Ogre army, so it kind of makes me slightly sad, but that is a fantastic model. Really, really, really like it. I could actually myself see myself picking that up to paint just for the sake of painting it. it it's kind of that good. Um, I like all the details on it. What about you? Do you like, think, the, do you not like the new Tyrant? Yeah, I think, yeah, I mean, it's cool. and I, I, I just like the, the fact that they've they've kept with quite where where a lot of uh, other factions have been sort of reimagined or you know there's been new releases entirely it seems that they're still keeping a very similar theme yes. to it you know the, the uh, but they obviously AOS it so you know he's got you know bits of stormcast armor and you know stuff and the stormcast helmet's a trophy and things like that which obviously ties it into the current narrative but the fact that the aesthetic is very much kept from, you know, it'll please a lot of old school ogre players. 
that they've they've kept that aesthetic i think absolutely yeah i agree and i think that's a nice thing about it i think augers is one of those where it's it's they're unique enough that you can do that as well. Yeah, yeah. There's there's no need to no need to sort of reinvent the wheel with those. The, the one last thing that there was, that was tentatively sort of hinted at um, was the new season of Shadespire, um, which is like Beast something or other. Beast Grave, I think. isn't it? Yeah, Beast Grave. A uh, uh, name generator for that one, but that hinted at Wanderers maybe, and there was like a, a silhouette of like a a centaur in in there as well, yeah. which made me kind of think, oh, um, and, you know, with, with the, uh, you know, I love the, the new Arch Revenant. Is it Arch Revenant? Is that yep. what the guy's called? Yeah. Um, and that's really kind of made me start looking back across at my my Wood Elf slash Sylvaneth army and thinking, you know, like the old, the often, it's a bit of a meme now, but the, the Leafy Phoenix and um, you know, some of the other ideas that I had for that army, uh you know, if they're going to, you know, with the Sylvaneth book and, the, you know, a couple of the, the end of the spells look pretty cool. And, you know, if they do something with uh, Wanderers, I think that would uh, that would severely test my resolve. So, yeah, hopefully, hopefully then, you know, because there's that lion, isn't there? There's like a lion model that was teased a little while ago. And if that's got that's got to be something to do with the Wanderers Warband, I'd yeah, imagine. Um, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, be interesting to see what I release that but no I mean it was very much that they had the whole a lot of it was war quite focused they had a lot of demo games going on and um they had uh you know you paint up a, an iron golem with uh with contrast paints and take him home which I that, that table was just completely round and I couldn't really be bothered to paint an iron golem with with contrast to be honest because the lighting was terrible and I didn't have my magnifying glass things on so Rob Ellis says yeah, no. Yeah, Rob Ellis says no. But um, it was great to meet. You know, it's great to meet a lot of people. Great to finally meet up with the with one of the two P's and uh, you know, chuff to chuff to get that third place. And yeah, it was uh, cool. all good. So next up were Simon Slam Minis. When does a kit bash cross the realm of a conversion? Now, I will answer this because as far as I'm concerned, a kit bash is using parts exclusively from multiple kits mostly in regards to how the kits would interact that makes sense so what i'm saying here is a kit bash for me would be if i took a model and i swapped the head out and i swapped the the weapons out that would be a kit bash it's using the kits as they're designed for me when a when it starts to become a conversion is that when additional materials start coming in so it's converted when you start taking details off where you start adding a little bit of green stuff where something from one kit becomes something else for another kit so you could say a kit bash for example would be you can have an iron jaws model um, and you can take one of the weapons off and put an hard boy weapon on or use an hard boy head that's a kit bash but if you then started adding kind of a, a boss pole or something from made from hard boy bits or that you started kind of adding battle battle damage or you actually changed the weapon itself you converted it over modified it so for me converting is about modifying the parts and maybe using them in a different way kit bashing is literally just slotting the parts into something else yeah i think that's that's quite a good oxford uh, dictionary definition really um you know i was going to say it's, it's, it's little things like um the fact that 
uh, you know, a lot of kits now. I think the Adaptus Mechanicus and the Gene Stealer Colt and the the newer Imperial Guard were all designed with that in mind. Yeah. Um, you know, being able to swap bits and um, you know, an arm for an arm, a head for a head. You know, I think when, like you say, when when you when you start using um, stuff that perhaps isn't, you know, if you're reappropriating things. I think that's quite a good thing to, you know, or, uh-huh. but, but again, you know, it, it can't be that um, sort of uh, black and white. I think a, a, a lot of time with um, conversions, again, it falls into, I think the guy, um, Steve Pardy, who's uh, like the, the Nighthawk Skaven Eshin conversions that he's done. If it's, again, if it's um, like a, <laughs> I hate to use the word, but like a narrow, like almost, within like a like a theme or a narrative or uh like a a project that you've got in mind as well you know i think it it, it can be it is quite um it's quite hard to pin down it can be quite subjective as to what's what you know you know someone could consider something i'll just keep bash these together you know it's fine but um you know maybe like you know using you know well yeah using stuff that's uh you know, maybe not specifically designed for one thing, but using them, you know, like you said, uh, you know, uh, like um, what was a good example of something like perhaps like Chris's mega boss, where he's got like a, um, an arm from a 40 K warlord on there, I believe. Yep. Is that right? So that to me, and I'm sure you wouldn't mind me saying, but that, that's more along the lines of a, of a kit bash. Whereas if he had completely sort of re-sculpted the, you know, reposed it and used something else or something, you know, I don't know, it is quite a grey area. I think it's more of a, you know, to be honest, I I couldn't really say definitively. I think you expressed it quite well. But I I mean, that would be be me drawing the line. I think when, for me, like I said, when when elements are when elements are just combined with a kit and they become a similar element, that's a kit bash. When you know they're being used or modified, that's when it becomes a conversion. uh, and then next up, we had Pete Allison. So we're at Runebrush, topical one, uh, or he could have said tropical. <laughs> uh, painting in the warm weather, how do you guys deal with it? Um, I'm probably going to make a few people jealous in that I'm fine. It doesn't really get hot in my hobby room because I'm actually slightly, um, slightly not underground, but I'm below the base level of the rest of the house uh, and rear facing away from direct sun. So, but there are tips that I've always used, which is pallet everything don't paint from the pot because your pots will dry out close your lid on your paint while you're painting um wet pallets i have here are very good at this um make sure you clean out your water regularly because it will start going very rancid very quickly and um, close your windows um keep your curtains closed because so this is a pro tip i suffer from hay fever generally speaking the rule of thumb is the air is cooler in your house than outside um, so don't be tempted to open a window because all you're doing is actually letting hot air in. Um, fans are good, but don't put them at table height. Put them lower so they blow air up. So it's cold air low, blows cold air up towards you, and also the air itself, the movement, can dry out paints. So th- those are those are my tips. And don't paint during the heat of the day. I'd just wait till later on in the evening. As it starts cooling down outside, you can open your windows. 
Yeah, any, those, any tips? Those, um, as one of our uh, friends, um, Battle Roll, uh, uh, Tom, <laughs> uh, has, has found out to, you know, it's quite shocking actually to see, but uh, try not to leave spray cans and um, things like that. Anywhere warm. Anywhere warm. Because they, they, they will explode. I mean, although, like, my garage, um, though we've got a, we've got a, a, a a north-facing house, so that the, the the garden is it does get the sun all the way through the day. The garage is off to the side, so it is actually quite cool in here. Um, and you know, I'm quite lucky in that regard. So I've always, you know, it's uh, you've got the cold flooring and um, it's it's all painted white, so it doesn't absorb the heat; it just reflects it back out. So it's um, it is quite nice and, and chilled. You know, I'm sat in now, and you know, most days, even even on the hottest days, I can come in here and it's it's quite cool and like you said it's a little bit lower off the the, the ground than, than the rest of the house so the heat just tends to um to find its way into the house rather than in the garage so i am quite lucky but like you said decant your paints uh onto pallets and and whatnot um and they're gonna dry up chuck them yeah chuck em. yeah you yeah, know, every every summer you you will likely lose some paint so just bin them yeah um right so the next one was from uh Mart on Twitter, so it's Mart underscore SB. What type of texture, fur, flesh, armor, textile uh, do you prefer to paint? Why and how do you do it? Um, interesting one. What kind of textures do I like? To be honest, I do quite like um, kind of armor plates nowadays, particularly where things like my Blood Angels, where I can airbrush them. So I can do my flat base coat. I can do a light color from the top, a dark color from the underneath. Uh, glaze them um, to kind of tie the colours together. So with the red, I'd use kind of a, a brown wash, and then do the chipping around the edge um, with 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 the silver paint or even just edge island. I think it's a nice 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 good way of getting getting a getting a nice effect. And you can even go you can go really bright to like a white highlight, and you get a nice kind of anime kind of infinity esque look. What about you, Rob? What's your favourite texture to paint? I think um, it's a good question because. I, I've covered it off quite a few times that the biggest thing that I wanted to achieve with this army was get step my sort of blending game up yeah. um, and, and really sort of work on tight blends to create the best kind of contrast and all the rest of it. So I quite like, at the moment, I quite like cloth simply because of the challenge that it presents um now i haven't ventured into the realms of uh i know a lot of the really high-end painters you know that sort of the the big thing that these days is to add extra texture whether that's through stippling to create the sort of the actual you know um what's the word the stitching effect in the cloth or you know especially on like leather and stuff you see a lot of people adding little scratches and scratches to it and stuff but it's the and I guess sort of flesh as well, but sort of more organics where, um, you know, one of the big things I learned from, and it's great to, uh, you know, if you, if you've got a Twitch account or if you subscribe to them, but a lot of the heavy metal uh, segments on, um, the Warhammer TV, they talk a lot about, especially with new releases, how a lot of the, um, how they approach them. And it's, um, very much the case of, you're starting off at a slightly higher than mid-tone and then glazing down a lot of the time. And 
uh, you know, and, and working with that and creating blends and, you know, rather than starting off at a dark color and having to highlight up where, you know, it takes more layers, it takes, you know, the opacity has to be higher. So it's slightly thicker, you know, you're always better starting off lighter and glazing down. Um, and I just think it's, you know, once it seems like a really sort of complicated thing when you look at it, but when you actually understand the techniques that, um, you know, good painters, I say good, again, air quotes, but, you know, when painters that achieve a good result use, it's surprisingly quick and it's surprisingly, it's like probably one of the most, like how dry brushing, if you, if you nail a, a dry brush on like, some fur or, or like a texture that, that requires it. It's, it's probably one of the most satisfying because it's, you get a technique right and it's kind of effort versus reward. Sure. Ratio is quite high, isn't it? In the reward side. But once you understand how to do, um, cloth well, it's very much, it's very, it's, 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 it's very similar because you get such a good result through quite straightforward methods. It might take a little bit longer, the glazes, but I, I find I just I've been finding glazing and certainly, you know, glazing down into into colours and, you know, managing inconsistencies and feathering and stuff like that. I just find it so therapeutic because you get like you have to, you know, you, you might do 20 glazes on something to get the blend right and, and all the rest of it. But blending and letting it dry a little bit and then blending a little bit more and. It's, it's it's like um I can, I can imagine it's like what like a lot of paint actual painter painters might feel like does that make sense you're sort of you're building up these layers and you know you sort of feel like a bit like bob ross do you know what i mean you're there like proper chilled out doing it i don't know if uh if you if you approach do you how, how very, do you approach it's a very focused like, activity oh, no no yeah i i, I do I, to be fair i have numerous different ways of doing it depending on the, the standard of which I'm painting yeah. too, and I'm, I, I think glazing is definitely the approach to go. Um, yeah, yeah, no, I agree. I, don't, I just don't. I tend to find them, I do like a nice cheeky edge highlight, and I'm so sometimes if I fuck that up, it annoys, yeah. annoys the hell out. Of <laughs> well, yeah, that's the other thing as well. Like having, like the, I guess, yeah, the shields on on the um, the Kyric acolytes I've done. You know, having it was, it's nice, like a combo of of a couple of. Like some 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 surfaces require like a combo of techniques, um, you know, like with, like the the glazing to get the shading right, and then you know black lining, and then doing the edge highlight around them. You know, it's very um, it's very precise, and it, it it can take a lot of focus to 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 do and and to get right. And you're there breathing in as you as you're painting these really fine lines. Yeah. But you know, one pro, pro, nothing. Pro, pro tip: you want to, and this is a, just for anybody really. Um, if you want to keep your hand as steady as possible, is don't hold your breath. Do inhale in and then slowly exhale while you do it. And that's the that's the step. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I think that like there's nothing. I, I think nailing an edge highlight. It's, it's probably one of the most satisfying yeah. parts of the painting, isn't it? You know, getting it and, and getting it right and getting it in the right spot. So, it, you know, it, it works with the, it harmonizes with the rest of the, the, the area that you're painting. It just, it's all that, that finishing touch, isn't it? It's that finishing little flourish to, 
all the other work that you've done to that area. So, yeah, I, yeah. I, I do agree. And uh, next up, we had uh, at Sir Percival, who said, I hate painting bone in schools, at least in beigey bone colours. It's completely irrational, but I don't just enjoy it. But sorry, but I just don't enjoy it. Is there any particular part of models you have an irrational or rational dislike for painting? Uh, for me, it's actually skulls um, because they are quite difficult to nail um, because of the way the light hits them. They, they can be tricky to get transitions right. And horse flesh. I really despise horse flesh because I still don't think there's a particularly good way of doing them um, without even even blending over those large areas. Just just not a fan. Uh, what about you? Right. So, yes, Um Skulls, right? Can, they used to be, they used to suck a dick. Um, mainly because a shabty bone is a fucking dreadful paint. It's probably one of Games Workshop's worst paints. So I don't because, actually own it anymore. It's yeah, it, 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 it can't decide on its properties. It'll either be too, it'd be either too thin to constitute layering properly or it'll chalk up uh it will clog your brush so you're trying to you know, it's just it's, it's god awful right going back to something that I, we touched upon earlier get yourself the new citadel base wraith bone right it's amazing it's a lovely paint it it's probably one of the best paints they've released in a long long time and the skulls that i did on i normally struggle with skulls um but the, the skull on the the two skulls on the gaunt summoner base um i'm particularly proud of uh but getting also like wash them uh, do, do again go well a lot of people people tend to make a mistake with with skulls and i'm sure ian will disagree because his skulls he, he does them in a very particular way uh, almost up to white he doesn't sort of tend to go for the bony kind of look um but again start slightly lighter than you necessarily would so all these gw uh things sort of say you know start with zandri dust uh and that's far too dark because a lot of their then lighter paints will just not cover it well enough um but if you start lighter and then like a bit of a wash with um you know, good old Agrax Earthshade, or if you've still got it, um, what, what was the old version? I can't remember. What was the miracle one that everyone used to love? Devil and Mud. Devil and Mud. Devil and Mud. Um, but 50-50 with a bit of Lamy and Medium, but, and then don't load your brush up. Have just like a, like a, you know, half a, half of what you'd normally use to wash something. And then just contours the skull really well and it just defines it really well and then you can use that as a bit of a guide um and i, I found that, that that works really well but yeah uh skulls you know I, I, and some of the, the some of the time with, with some of the games workshop skulls uh, you've got the skull pack that you get the box of skulls yeah like i i kind of thought oh, what's the point but i actually picked one up and the skulls in there like the skull there's there's two types of skulls right there's the skulls that come with the um, shattered dominion bases and they they're they must have been designed on cad for like terrain yeah sort of level of detail they're because they're detail. shit yeah there's just no hard lines to them they look like necron heads do you know what i mean they're they're, they're terrible 
but you get the ones in the box with the boxo skulls and they are you know they've got ridges on them you know they really pick out edge highlights well the the details there so they just make it like with anything now with 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 gw stuff which makes it because of the, the details are, are so sharp just makes them so much easier to paint so i would just say you know i i, I did a load for obviously with bellicor with the, with the skulls that hanging from the chains on his wings i obviously they were attached you know as i was assembling the model right at the end but i i went through a few skulls just just to get my eye in on them and i would say you know anything you are struggling with like that just to just sort of give it a go and almost try and break the back of it and don't you know if they if, if the way that you're working with it isn't working you know it, it might not be you it might be the the you know the paint that you're using is it's just shit for for doing that thing like you know shabdi bone if you're doing it with that then that's probably why you don't like doing it do you know what i mean um you know switch to something else maybe a different um do, what, what do, you, do you use like army painter maybe or do you use a different is there something you switch to that's, that's slightly different uh i actually nowadays skulls um i normally paint in astronom uh, celestra gray it's my base right. coat Okay, interesting. And I, and I highlight up through whites, so it's got they've got a bluish tinge to them. Yeah, that's just, that, uh, Ian, Yeah, Ian, Ian does that with his his, uh, his skulls are basically fucking Jolly Rogers, they're, they're black and white, you know. But it works with his, you know, very, you know, striking. Yeah. Um, his, his, his style, but yeah, again, you know, do, do, find something that, that works for you a little bit better. Um, yeah, I think, like I said on Twitter, I think I'm with you on that one, Gary. But yeah, yeah. Um, next question was from Jake. Jake, we're going to save this till next time because it's quite in depth and we're kind of running out of time. So we're going to just skip over that for the, for the time being, but we'll cover it in a bit more detail next time. Um, Kalth Burns asks, after contrast paints, what's next? Um, God, hobby product wise, don't know. I can't think of anything that we're really missing. I think I don't think we're going to see anything for a while now, now that we've got contrast paints. Um, no, I think they're dabbling, they're looking at their range. I mean, they could, from what, without actual paints, as far as actual hobby products, you'll probably see more of along the lines of um, like the bracken and the twisting vines and the skull kits. And stuff like that. I think you'll probably see a little bit more than that. They've only they used yeah, to do possibly. like three different. They used to do three different types of tuft, and they only actually stopped the the one type. So maybe that. But um, as far as actual paints, maybe they maybe they. Uh, well, I don't know. Cause they they redid they they sort of reboxed for want of a better word their their air paints as well, didn't yeah, they? So, so I don't, don't even think that they even changes. went down that way. So yeah, I I've, think that's probably all you see. I'd, I'd still like to see GWU's dropper bottles. Um, yeah. I'm yeah. I'm fed up with their paints. I feel like you waste paint. I feel like you waste money on the paints drying up. They're just the design is flawed. I think they need new paint pots. Um, I think with contrast, it doesn't really matter because it's, it's like a wash. I think they're fine for washers. I think they're fine for contrast. I think the standard acrylic paints, I think they need to go to dropper bottles. I just think yeah. their yeah, pot I designs think... are shit. Yeah, and I, I think it's been something that's always been a bit of a, a thing with them, isn't it? Is uh, their pots? Um, I think the um, you, know, you always get that. Like you said, it's about fifteen percent of your paint you lose because it just dries up around the uh, 
the rim of the lid and, and all the rest of it. But so it yeah. breaks the seal and it just keeps it just exacerbates. I think it's, I, I think their is their biggest failing at the moment yeah. in regards to the paints personally, that and Ushanti. Um next up we have Hobby Hammer, why is it so fucking hot? Um uh, that 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 unfortunately is because Boris Johnson is now Prime Minister. Um so expect expect the, the, the Thames to run uh, as blood, uh it to be um raining frogs for she for dogs and cats to be lying with each other at night you know it's 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 all just it's all kicking off mate it's just just the weather in it um next up was um hogok our, our lord and savior um how many times should, johnny crass johnny crass how many times should one lick a brush in a paint session I think that's a very personal question, um, <laughs> and I think that's entirely down to the the hobbyist. Um, I don't know about you. Do you have a any any particular routine for licking? Uh, do you know what? Right, I've. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is a good uh, revelation. Yeah, well, like, do you know, like I, <laughs> I lick my brush so much, right, that. If I'm going, if I know that I'm going to do some painting after I've had dinner, I will actually go and wash my mouth out with mouthwash, and then then uh, like swirl it around with some just some plain water, just so just on the off chance that I don't get like a a chunk of fajita or something <laughs> on the end of my brush and completely ruin a ruin a paint. But no, and also I. I I, I catch I, what I what was I doing? Not I, I did something the other day. Actually, yes, no, I fucking I was um, uh, there's a couple of bits on Bellacore where um, I'd used sort of glazes or whatever, and they there's on some of the rubble I think um, where there was a little bit of a gloss finish to them. So I was just sort of going round in with um, the the Vallejo map. Uh, matte varnish that, that's one that I mentioned a few episodes ago that's like the one that they did for Gundams and stuff that has like a slightly special formula to it and I remember <laughs> I licked the brush after that um, just just as a, a force of habit as I was doing it and good god that shit tastes awful <laughs> um, but yeah apart from that there's, there's, there's a how many licks it takes you to get to the centre that's how much I'll say, Johnny. And being an American, you'll know exactly what I mean by that. So, Brilliant. happy days. I yeah. think we'll, I think we'll have to end there. Um, it looks like we've had some late questions coming in, but I think this episode's going to turn into a mega, super, massive one, even without uh, Ian there. So we'll call it there for this episode. Um, so hopefully, back in we, we've kept a pretty regular three week recording schedule recently, which is great. Yeah. So hopefully, back in, in uh, another three weeks, and we've got some more events coming up, um, so we can report back on those and a bit more kind of specific army and, and tournament coverage which would be great and i'm sure there'll be a bajillion and nine um different um podcast releases and um just having a quick look at the schedule now we've got one two three i've three. still got lo- still got loads to talk about in stuff that's uh, yeah. kind of been inspired by my recent visit so I'm, I'm sure that you know even over the next no i won't i won't directly reference stuff that's you know too far back in the past but certainly um you know, with 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 the future projects and and some of the conversions and stuff, I've uh, I've been, you know, I've I was a little bit waning, but then you know, a visit to you know, it's like going to any event, doesn't it? it? Doesn't matter whether it's an open day or a tournament or, you know, even if you go around seeing your mates, like 
you know, you, you get that bit of a hobby buzz back, and I'm certainly uh, back at it. So yeah, it's yeah. Uh, it's uh, it's all good. Good times. That's good great times. News. Great news. Yeah. Right. Well, that that's it for me. I'm I'm all done. I'm ready to hit the hay. Spent. <laughs> Spent, and then I can get cracking on getting this out for Friday. Um, so yeah, but bye, stuff. bye from me. And goodbye from me.